Hello, hello, and welcome back to Lola Pops Off About Dramas with your host, Lola. Welcome, welcome back, everyone, to another episode. And as you can see by today's title, I will be doing another What Went Down episode. And this time, I will be giving you my final thoughts on the glory and island. And I thought it was quite fitting to do both of these dramas as a double feature episode because I started both of the dramas at the same time at the end of December of last year and then I also finished them in the exact same weekend that Glory dropped is part two. So I just thought it would be right to go ahead and kind of put them in the same episode. And I also think it makes sense for me to put them in the same episode because they actually deal with some similar things such as evil at play and demons, okay? Yes, the demons may be in one, one drama a little bit more spiritual and supernatural. And then on the other side, we may just have the demons that are, you know, walking this earth um, day to day right next to you. And, but yet demons are demons, okay? <laughs> so I just thought it, they had a lot of commonalities um, in that regard. And I just thought that would make sense for me to kind of put them in this episode together. There's also like vengeance and revenge in both of these dramas as well. Again, I'm not comparing these dramas in this episode, but I just thought for me, it made sense to put them in one episode together. Now, I will say that I am aware that Glory or The Glory um, probably had way more people that checked it out and watched it than Island. So I am going to start this episode and focus on talking about my final thoughts with The Glory. And then I'm going to save Island for the end of this episode because I honestly just don't want people to kind of have to sit through you know island if they didn't even don't even care about it or they didn't watch it and they kind of just wanted to hear about glory so i have that up front that's what i'm going to start with and then if you want to stick around and hear me talk about island which i I promise you won't be tons um because i did do a midpoint episode on island so i'm not going to spend much time on it in this episode it's going to feel kind of like a tack on honestly to my final thoughts of the glory so with that in mind, let's go ahead and kind of, you know, focus and talk about the glory. Um, I do have to say that I wanted to discuss the glory and, and I, but I couldn't figure out the best approach to talking about the glory in my final thoughts. I was struggling with it, but I think I've kind of decided that I'm just going to do a quick synopsis and just kind of go over the general story that is the glory. And then I'm going to probably talk about the characters and, you know, kind of not detail, but just kind of go over each of the major players in this drama. And then I'm going to go ahead and talk about some very specific moments and plot happenings um, and plot points that stood out to me and that I kind of really paid attention to and that kind of were things that I wanted to comment on. Uh, And then after that, we will wrap up and just kind of give you my overall final thoughts on the glory and then I'll go into the island. Now, I also want to go ahead and give a spoiler alert. Definitely, we'll just be talking all about the glory and all the things that happen. So definitely not spoiler free. Same with the island. With island. And I also want to just say trigger warning right here at the top of this episode, because if you haven't watched the glory, 
it deals with a lot of kind of abuse, murder, bullying, um, suicide attempts, suicidal moments. So I definitely just want to go ahead and throw that out up front. So if you haven't watched The Glory and you don't know what you're getting yourself into, listen to this episode. I wanted to let you know. Um, but if you've watched The Glory, then you definitely know that you know, you definitely know all that we dealt with in watching The Glory. So please continue listening to this episode. All right. So let me go ahead and get started with a kind of plot synopsis and then kind of kind of follow that up quickly with characters. Um, and this is, again, always a plot synopsis that I come up off the top of my head. I'm not kind of reading off of anything. So forgive me if it sounds like a little choppy, but this is kind of how I am Um, kind of summarizing the drama for myself. So the glory, I would say, starts with um, a young girl who as a teenager in high school becomes a victim of school violence. And she is completely tortured by um, a group of her classmates. And after experiencing such violence at the hands of her um, classmates, she makes the decision to drop out of school, obviously, because it was very unsafe for her. And But after dropping out of school, as a young woman, she decides that her entire life mission will be to exact revenge on these bullies. And so her entire personality, her entire purpose for living becomes finding out and planning out how she can completely destroy these bullies. The process of her kind of deciding this and planning everything out for this revenge takes her around 18 years. And that is the perfect time for her because it is at this point that her main bully, the main girl that bullied her, has gotten married and has a eight-year-old daughter. And with that kind of being um, where the bullies are in their kind of current life, she now feels prepared to start her plan for revenge. And after she has all the kind of pieces in play, she slowly begins to bring down each of the students who bullied her in high school. And thus, that is the story of the glory. Now, Let's talk specifically about the major players of this drama. So the young woman that we follow as our main character is Moon Dong-un. And as a young teen, she is played by Jung Ji-so. And as an adult, she's played by Song Hye-kyo. Dong-un, at one point when she was young, dreamed of being an architect and she was quite talented in drawing. However, after her bullying begins, she completely loses the will to live let alone pursue any other dream and then exacting her revenge on her bullies. Something else to note about Dong-un is that as a part of her plan to bring down her bullies one by one, she gets herself a GED, she gets certified to teach so that she is then able to obtain a job at the very school her main bully has her daughter attending. And when I say genius, I mean genius. Now let's talk about the demonic bullies. So as our ringleader, we have Pak Yon Jin, played by Shin Ye 
Eun as a teen and as an adult, she's played by M. G. Yun. And our ringleader is from a wealthy family and has always got it, you know, her way is her way or the highway, always has been that way. And any trouble that she might have, you know, gotten into as a young girl was always handled by her mother and actually her mother's police dog. And I'm calling him a dog, but he's, you know, a police officer police officer who just also happens to do all the dirty dealings of Yeonjin and her mother. And when we meet Yeonjin as an adult, she is a weather forecaster with a CEO husband um, named Ha Do Young, and he is played by Jung Sung Il. And she also has a eight-year-old daughter who happens to be colorblind, and her name is Ye Sol. Now, moving on down the bully train, we have John J. Jun. And as an adult, he's played by Park Sung Hoon. And as a teen, he's played by Song Byung Yun. And the thing to note about him, of course, is that he is also colorblind. Wink, wink, okay? Um, if you know, you know. And he has, since high school, been intimately involved with Yun Jin. He is also wealthy, um, like Youngjin, and he happens to also own a clothing store. And then moving along, we have Yi Sara, played by Kim Hyora as an adult, and Bae Gong Hee as a youth. She's a daughter of a pastor. Her family is also well off. She's an artist, but she's also a drug addict. And then we also have Sun Myung Oh, played by Kim Gun Woo as an adult, and So Woo Hyuk as a teen. Um, he's not wealthy, unlike his kind of other counterparts in his bully group, uh, but he happens to sell drugs. He is the supplier for Sada, and he also is kind of like a lap dog for Jejun. He kind of runs his errands, works for him, does whatever he needs him to do. And then finally, to finish off our demons, I mean, <laughs> bullies, there's Che Hei Jung, played by Cha Ju Young as an adult, and Song Ji Woo as a teen. She's a flight attendant. She's in love with Jae Joon, or I would, I mean, she's really obsessed with him. Um, and also, Myung Oh happens to have feelings for her that she completely ignores and brushes off. And then um, we also know she's not well off um, as Myung Oh is in as well. And she is kind of when we meet her looking for her rich husband, <laughs> trying to get wife down because Jay June wants nothing to do with her. So that's kind of our, you know, main players. Now let's talk about some of our side players. So some no notable mentions, I would say, would happen to be Dong Eun's helpers. And she has kind of two main ones. And these are the ones that help her in her exaction of her revenge. And um, we have Ju Yo Jung, played by Yi Do Hyun. He's the son of, um, he's a son from a line of doctors, his family owns a hospital, he's a doctor himself, and he meets Dung Eun in medical school, or I don't even know if it was medical school or just in university at some point. Um, and he also happens to be a victim of losing his very sweet, kind-hearted father to um, at the hands of a complete psychopath. And so 
that's kind of where his trauma is tied to. And then we also have another helper of Dong Eun, and this is Kang Hyun Nam, played by Yum Hae Ran. And she is also a victim of domestic abuse. She has a teenage daughter she absolutely adores, and she ends up dropping everything that she's doing to kind of join Dong Eun in her revenge plot because Dong Eun promises that she will help get rid of her abusive husband for her. So those are kind of our, you know, main players overall. And now that we've addressed that, let's talk about some of the major happenings in this revenge drama. So after Dong Eun decides as a teenager that she will live to destroy her bullies in the future, every step she makes is with that intention. She doesn't do anything without kind of aiding her goal of revenge. Even her getting close to Ju, um, Young Jung is a part of her plan. So her waiting until Young Jin is married and has a daughter at the age where she will be able to teach her was just a great start to the revenge. I was so intrigued by that. I was like, oh, yes. Um, so and then the other thing that intrigued me was that she also decides to kind of get close to Yo Jen's husband, Do Young, with the kind of same purpose of using him to kind of help her along with her revenge plans. And I really, really like that. But I want to say that I did expect the path to go a little different when she approaches Do Young. Um, I kind of expected it to go a little another way, if you know what I mean. I just expected it to go another way. But Dong Eun actually keeps it pretty innocent. And instead, she just uses him like she does everyone else in the story to kind of bring forth her ultimate goal of total revenge. And this was one of the first moments in part one that initially grabbed me but by the end of part one it was quite obvious where you know she stood with how she was going to use um Yeonjin's husband and I was a little dissatisfied and I think I was dissatisfied with them not dragging out her use of the husband a little bit more um and, and you know what not really the use of him but the mystery of how she was going to use him. I really thought there was going to be a little bit more suspense and kind of us wondering and trying to figure out what she was going to do with Yojin's husband. I kind of wish that lasted a little bit longer, that kind of suspense. But again, by the end of part one, we absolutely know what she was going to do, what was her plan, and how she was going to use him. Um, and also, I thought they had really great chemistry. So I think I kind of enjoy seeing them interacting on screen as well. And so I just was hoping for a little bit more development and and keeping me along with them and how she was using him. But you know, that's not anything, that's nothing against the drama. That was just a personal thing that I <laughs> wanted with the drama. Um, okay, another major plot moment that stood out to me was Dong Eun's use of Myung Oh, who is one of the bullies, right? And we don't really get to see much of her plan up front once she starts using Myung Oh, but I was wondering how she knew that Young Jin would end up trying to kill him. <laughs> I was, I would just, I was like, wait, did she know this? Because it just seemed as though from the beginning that was a part of her plan. From the beginning, like she knew that once she started using him to bring up the death of their former classmate, so he 
that him sniffing around and him bringing this up to Yeonjin would just trigger Yeonjin's desire to get rid of him. But I was just like, I think that's a very iffy variable in her revenge plot. So I was just kind of confused how she really thought that was going to play out or if she really believed that was how that was going to play out. But then after watching it, I kind of watching that, I kind of realized like, you know, this is a drama. So of course things would work out perfectly. But that's not to say that everything worked out perfectly in her revenge plot, because we know that Yunjin tries her best to foil Dong Un's plans with trying to bring Miss Kong over to her side. And yes, I do call um, her Miss Kong. <laughs> I just, I just thought that was, I think that was cool to call her that. Um, but yes, Miss Kong, you know, she tried to bring her over to her side to have her work for her and kind of like, you know, stab Dong Un in the back, but that doesn't work. And then she also is kind of successful when she brings in Dong Un's horrific mother, who is just as much a bully to Dong Un as her actual bullies were, which is it was just horrible to see how her mother was just like, just not helpful and so harmful. And that was something that actually did kind of throw Dong Un off track, you know, with her plans. However, not for long, not for long, because Dong Un quickly kind of realizes that her hatred for her mother and that she's always had for her mother is very still warranted. It, I mean, it's very much still warranted. And so it's very easy for her to kind of lock her mother away in an asylum and not even look back. So to me, her plans for revenge were kind of flawless to a degree. Not much happened to really throw her off, um, you know, throughout her kind of revenge plot. And so the entire second part of the drama was just watching her plans unravel. And there for me, just wasn't a lot of tension in that. And that, again, is not necessarily a bad thing, but I did feel like there wasn't much um, surprise or suspense or anything too unexpected that happened. And I kind of wish that there was because it would have kept me a little bit more on my toes while watching. I kind of feel like I knew everything that was gonna happen before it happened, and so I was just waiting to watch it happen, if that makes sense. And so it's just not as much fun, <laughs> to me at least, to me. Now, another point to this drama that I wanna talk about, because I believe it stuck out to a lot of people and it definitely stuck out to me as well. And I'm gonna probably spend a lot of time on this because I, I just feel like I know I'm gonna spend a lot of time on this. And it's specifically regarding Dong Un and Yo Jung. And again, Yo Jung is our um, son of, of a hospital, basically. <laughs> He's our doctor. Now, I know there are mixed feelings on these two. And I think just the, the Ju Yo Jung character in general, I've seen people unhappy with this character and believing the character was completely unnecessary to the story. I've also heard people complain about the chemistry between Heikyo and Do Hyun, but I am definitely in the pro Yo Jung camp. I, I am, I really am. But can I say that there could have been a way this story played out without this character included? Yeah, I can totally see that a way that this story could have been told where this character never existed and Do Eun was able to exact her revenge without any problems. But even in saying that, I 
do not think his character was unnecessary. I actually believe his character was necessary because it helped to craft our Dong Eun character in a very specific light. So one of the main things about Dong Eun is that she completely replaces her personality, her purpose, even her emotions, it seems, with this desire for revenge. Now, rock with me here because I think I'm going to take you on a little journey. <laughs> so Dong Eun and her relationship with Yo Jung starts off as Dong Eun believing she needed his help because his family's hospital is the one keeping the body of So Hee, who you know, has been dead for some years at this time. And she, of course, knowing, finding out that he's the son of the hospital, realizes like, hey, he might come in handy one day for my revenge. So let me bring him into the fold. She initially approaches him to use him. Um, and we know that even in the beginning, when she is kind of starting to pursue, you know, pursue him to use him, she ends up eventually leaving him and kind of disappearing. And then only until years later, she runs into him again and she begins to kind of use him officially for her revenge. Now, Yo Jung, remember, he calls himself Dong Eun's headsman. And he, as a victim of trauma at this point as well, has his own issues and he even has his own revenge that he kind of wants to exact um, one day. So when he agrees to be her executioner, you can tell that it's something quite cathartic for him. Yes, he claims he cares for her and he loves Dong Eun, but I really saw their relationship in the beginning being one where he was able to live vicariously through Dong Eun and her exaction of her own revenge. Um, it was as if watching her kind of succeed and kind of win um, and kind of succeed with her revenge actually gave him hope for his as well. Now, Okay, again, keep keep following me. Keep following me here. And again, I'm saying all of this because I am trying to make a point that I believe that his character was necessary <laughs> for this story. And it's because I believe not only him, but also Miss Kong were characters that helped position Dong Eun and this kind of almost godlike way. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I was thinking about this for a while. I was like, there's something to this. The way that she interacts with Dong, as a way Dong Eun interacts with Miss Kang and with Yo Jung. Now, the story is called The Glory. And Glory, you know, in by definition, kind of describes, you know, um, when someone achieves honor and that honor is then heralded and it's kind of acclaimed. It is also a reference to kind of um, magnificence and splendor. And that you can definitely see in relationship to the story, how that kind of looks and how that plays out. And there's also the reference to the morning glory flower and how that is kind of symbolic for Dong Eun as well. But I was like, I want to dig a little bit deeper with the glory. And for me, when I thought about the glory a little bit further, I kind of went biblically. I really did. And I thought about the word, the kind of phrasing of the glory and not just like oh glory you know but the glory because in the bible that is kind of a term usually attached to god and in in the you know some someone being in the glory of god and this glory of god 
is usually something that you should be trying to obtain. It's something that you should be in the presence of. It's something that you should even be a representative of. And if you think about me describing Dong Un as godlike, then I can, can you kind of see where I'm going with the idea of the glory, okay? The glory of Dong Un in a way. Now, let's think about it like this as well. So Dong Un, again, I described as godlike because in this entire drama, she's acting as if she's the one who must dole out these punishments to these evil people. All right, now let's go back to even Yo Jung and Miss Kong. They even act as followers or believers of Dong Un because she kind of, you know, she promises them this this hope in a way. She kind of gives them hope. And for me, the theme of hope is throughout this entire drama. And I thought that was kind of interesting because for a drama that's so dark and kind of heavy, hope seems to be on the complete opposite side of this drama. But to me, it's completely all throughout the drama. And I say that because the reason that Dong Un even continues living in this story is because of her hope and one day serving, you know, her revenge to these former bullies. It's that hope that leads her down the path of exacting her revenge. So then in her meeting with Yeon Jung, I'm sorry, yeah, Yo Jung and Miss Khan, they end up finding hope and being freed from their own traumas. So there's hope in Dong Un and she is in the position to also then give hope to others. And another element to the way hope is explored in this drama is in the actuation of waiting. And I promise you, I'm gonna get back to Yo Jung and Dong Un and their relationship again. But I wanna kind of go through this again line of hope. Because as we know, hope is sometimes about just simply waiting for something that may occur in the future. And this entire drama is about waiting then and also about the time that Dong Un must endure as she is slowly but surely preparing to finally get to her final goal. So even us, the audience, we had to wait after part one for part two to drop. So I mean, this was just all another example of this kind of feature of waiting in the story. But the drama itself has this wonderful moment that I really, really appreciate it because it specifically highlighted hope as this, um, as endurance or the endurance needed while waiting. And this was specifically the moment when Dong Un, in a voiceover, is pointing out um, about the weather phenomenon of swells. Remember this part? And this is when our bully weather forecaster, Yeon Jin, she's discussing swells during one of her kind of weather forecasts. And Dong Eun states that swells are scary because they come in an instant and then they completely consume everything. And the drama follows this description of these kind of scary waves with Miss Kong staring at her reflection and looking at her bruised face and her black eye. And while we're watching Miss Kong look at her reflection, Dong Un is saying that for the first time, Miss Kong saw hope in her face. And this moment and the description of the swells and all of that connected to me 
this concept of hope being the thing that's able to cause the swell that takes out Duncan's bullies, right? Swells are, I think by like some part of their definition are created by storms thousands of miles away from the shores that they actually break upon. And to know that it was the years of Dong Un waiting and hoping for the moment she would finally get a chance to break up against all those bullies' heads was just so powerful for me to think about it that way. I really, really like that. I really thought there was this connection between the swells and representing kind of the the, the years that Dong Un had to wait um, and kind of her her confidence and her hope of knowing that I'm going to get to that moment. I'm going to get to that point. And that being very similar, because guess what happened? She completely surprises them and kind of just swall- swallows them whole and consumes them all. And so I think that was really interesting how it was kind of connecting hope with swells and the swells with um, with the years that Dong Un had to wait. Um, but at the end of it all, it was what ended up completely destroying the bullies. Um, and so I really, really loved this aspect and I thought it was super pointed and I really, really loved it. I really, really did. Now, I, I'm saying all this to basically say, because um, I'm, I'm trying to wrap up that ramble, gosh, forgive me there, but I just want to say that I think Yo Jung's character, yes, I'm not done talking about Yo Jung's character being important to the story and being necessary to the story, because if it wasn't, you know, yes, it was okay to give her kind of some kind of romantic interest or, you know, that was fine, but I think his character was most necessary because it was there to lift up our Dong Un character as this figure where her glory would be realized. She was realized by him and she was realized by Miss Kong. She was in a way heralded, right? She was able to have what she accomplished, um, the glory she achieved, she was able to kind of bestow that upon them, but also they were able to recognize it. And that's how something becomes glorious, right? You have to be recognized by your kind of major achievement to to have that glory. And so I think that's what his character was there for, was to be someone who kind of acknowledged and recognized her glory um, at the end of it all. And so I thought his character was very necessary. <laughs> I don't know why I went through all of that just to say that one point, but that's my main point about the Yo Jung character and Dong Un's relationship. Now, I also want to say that there is just so much more I could say about the symbolism and the meaning of the glory or glory, um, even the morning glory flower. But I just, I'm not going to get into it because I don't think I have that much time. And then there's also so much to say about the symbolism of the game of Go as well. But I can't, I don't have it in me to go through all of that. But I definitely think that this this drama was incredibly written and that there was a lot. You can obviously see the work and the, in crafting meaning, details and purpose and symbolism um, in this story for the characters and for the plot. And I just really appreciated that. I really, really did. And you can also see that because of our writing um, by Ms. Unsuk that this was 
what allowed our actors to actually do an amazing job. <laughs> they did an amazing job losing themselves and these characters and portraying them with such depth and understanding. I mean, my absolute favorite performance has to be by Miss M. G. Yun. Yes, I'm biased, but absolutely blown away by her. Blown away. I was also blown away by the performances of our young actors. They were mind-blowingly amazing as well. I mean, I just, I'm sorry, but Shin Ye, I think it's Ye Eun, she scared me. I mean, her as a bully was scary. I have to be honest. It was quite scary. I, I mean, but everyone did an amazing job. Heikyo, of course, of course, did a great job. And I know there are people who kind of aren't the biggest fan of her acting and kind of previous dramas and whatnot, but she was amazing at this at this role and i think what was the best thing about her performance was that this character technically could have been a very blah character a character that seemed to kind of just mope around with kind of like the same you know stagnant look and kind of attitude and you could have gotten really bored with it i think pretty quickly but i think that Heikyo was able to find the nuance in being this kind of emotionless um, person, but also this person who had to become that way. Not because she really was that way, but she ended up becoming that way. And I love that about her performance. Absolutely love that. And I also know that Heikyo didn't want her beauty to be the focus of any point of this story, but man, is she beautiful. I'm sorry. I was just like, girl, I know I'm not supposed to be focused on that, but she is just so Oh my gosh. Okay. Anyway, let me, before I wrap up talking about the glory, I want to go ahead and kind of shout out some of my favorite moments in the drama because I just know I just got to talk about those, right? So the first one I have to say, and I think this one's going to probably surprise most people, but one of my absolute favorite moments in this drama happened to be the exact, this kind of moment when Yojung's mother stops Dong Eun from killing herself on the top of the roof. Now, did they explain how she was able to find her at the exact moment at the top of that building? No, they did not. But I still got chills during that scene. It was something about um, his mother yelling um, at her without us even seeing who was yelling. We're just, please save my son. Please save my son to Dong Eun. Oh my gosh, I got chills. I, I it was it was beautiful. I was crying. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I was crying. Um, and another moment that had me in tears was the reveal of Dong Eun and her landlord's past relationship when she told Dong Eun um, after they had both saved each other from drowning or you know basically killing themselves in the cold ocean that day. There is this moment when she tells them, uh, tell, you know, tells her that she should wait until the spring to kill herself. Yes, that sounds, you know, just morbid, but in Dong Eun kind of going over this kind of memory, she recognizes that what the landlord told her wasn't that she should just postpone killing herself, but that she should wait until spring because that is when you can bloom. That's when you can live again or even be reborn again, which has, you know, rebirth. It has something to do with the morning glory flower as well, this kind of notion of rebirth. So just, mm, I cry like a baby. I cry like a baby in that scene because I think it was also really, it was at the very end, and it was this moment of seeing the young 
um, Dong Un again that really broke my heart to say, this is where she was at this age. This is what she was thinking at this age. She was just trying to survive. And yes, her as an adult, we get to see her survived. You know, we get to see her being, you know, surviving. But we saw her only doing all this kind of revenge and all of that be just so she could live, just so she could live. And that broke my heart right at the end of the story. I mean, it really did. It really, really, really did. Oh, and you know what? One more mo- moment that blew me out the water was Yeonjin in her prison cell with her cellmates yelling at her, telling her to, you know, asking her, what's the weather? And she kind of automatically jumps up. She fixes her prison uniform and then she starts giving a weather report with the most deranged smile. Man, that was amazing. When I tell you that was amazing, Ji Young's Young's performance was top tier in this drama. You have to give it to her. It was so traumatizing, like watching this kind of derangedness come to be. Um, But it wasn't even like she was, she was always deranged. Even as a teenager, she was always deranged. And to see how it looked at the end there was just like, wow, this is, ah, it was so good. And I have to say the other thing that got me about the performance of Jin Yun or how she did, what she did with this young, young Jin character, I, I knew I loved this character because I felt like there were moments, very few moments, but there were moments when I actually felt something for the character. I actually felt a little like, ow, you know, a little something. I'm not saying I didn't want something, you know, her to get get hers, but I felt a little something and it always got me. And I was like, this is a performance right here. This is um, someone bringing to this character so much. And I just was amazed by it. Um, the very the moment I'm thinking of in particular is when her she finds out that her mother basically threw her underneath the bus and was going to betray her, and she's crying out, screaming to her mom, and that really got me for some reason. Even her in that cell doing that weather report with that deranged smile, um, just man, so good, so so. God. And another element that I thought was interesting was that if you really looked at the story as a whole and the way everything played out, it really was revenge on all fronts. Like this was a revenge story for everyone. It sounds weird, but like if you think about it, the way that Dong Eun ends up exacting her revenge is using everyone else trying to exact revenge on one another, right? Everyone that ends up getting theirs don't they don't just get it from Dong Un, they get it from one another right if you think about our um Jaejun he gets it from Do Young right he ends up dying and, and all of his and he gets it from um I was what I can't remember her name is but he gets it from Hei Jung as well is that her name yeah Hei Jung as well so it's just like they all started to kind of exact their own revenge on one another and I thought that was quite fascinating. I thought that was quite fascinating and I thought that was what was kind of unique about the way that Dong Eun ends up kind of getting her revenge in the end. Um, so, okay, yes, that, so in general, 
there's so much that this drama actually did well and I really do appreciate this drama but I have to say it's not something I would ever watch again um it was so difficult to watch that first part of this drama those first eight episodes were really hard for me to watch with the flashbacks of young Dong Eun and the type of violence that she experienced at the hands of her bullies it was just too much for me. And I have watched a lot of bullying things, which I don't enjoy in general, but boy, oh boy, this one made it 10 times, it was just 10 times harder to get through. Um, and I know that the writer, she has said that this was inspired by real life events and I don't even, you know what I mean? I, I couldn't imagine. And so I think again, it was something I would never watch again just because I couldn't get through those first that first part again. Those flashbacks, the, the bullying scenes, it's too much. Absolutely too much. It's quite traumatizing, I'm going to be honest, which again was on purpose because again, the people that this was actually based on and people who actually experience experiences bull, you know, bullying in their, you know, every day is traumatizing. That's the point. So again, as much as I could not handle it and it was quite difficult for me i understand the effect that it had on the story um, itself um but i also have to be honest though that even in me saying like i don't i wouldn't watch again i'm not saying that because i don't think the drama was good but i will say that i i don't know if this was my favorite revenge kind of plot that played out because it kind of happened all too well it was just too smooth it was too easy and i also believe that there could have been a little bit more physical violence done to the actual bullies um the bodies of the bullies as in yonjin she was too pretty in jail i'm just sorry she was too pretty <laughs> she was she was sitting too pretty in jail for me um but you know that's just me and me being messy i just you know, that, that's just me. But I also wish there was a little bit more suspense and surprise to the revenge. Everything kind of play, played out so perfectly. And it was just like all these puzzle pieces that clicked into place without much difficulty. And I kind of wish there was like a puzzle piece missing. You know, I kind of wish there was a moment of like, this is not going to work out at all. And it never happened. And you know, that's just me. That's a personal preference. That's all that is. Um, and I do believe, though, that this story itself, the drama itself, is supposed to be showcasing revenge in a very real world way, which, again, is unique. I don't think most revenge stories or dramas do this, where they're trying to show what maybe it would look like if you were actually going to um, kind of seek revenge on someone who did you horribly in real in real life, how you might go about doing so without you actually, you know, killing someone. You know what I mean? Like the way that Dong Eun kind of puts these pieces in into play and then they kind of just all start to, you know, just blow up <laughs> at some point. You know, she doesn't she doesn't get dirty her hands. She never dirties her hands. And to me, that is a very kind of like clean way to um, seek revenge. But is that the most fun for me? I don't know if it is. I don't think watching that is the most fun for me. I like, I think, when my characters who are seeking revenge handle it a little bit more um, face to face. And I, you know, that's just me. But I do feel like for this story, what they were trying to do, they did do it pretty darn well. So that's, okay, I'm done talking about the glory. Wait, no, I have one more thing. <laughs> 
have one more thing and it's about the Dong Un and the Yo Jung kind of relationship. I just want to say this because again, I feel like at the most controversy I saw surrounding this um, this story and kind of how it played out and this drama, how it played out was the kind of conflict that people had with this Yo Jung character or their relationship. And I honestly myself believed it would have been better had there been no romantic um, actual relationship that started in the drama itself with these two. I actually believe what they should have done was continued to the very end to um, put them as um, partners in crime, you know what I mean? Or him as a follower uh, of the, you know, the church of Dong Un. Like, I think that's how it should have actually been for this, um, for the entire drama. I think that's how it should have played out. Yes, he could have had feelings for her and expressed that to her, but I, I would have liked to have assumed by like at the very end that in the future and a, a, a season that we aren't going to see that we would see Dong Un finally get, be in the position to welcome him and embrace him in that romantic sense. And I think we should have just kind of assumed that would happen as opposed to actually showing it in the in the drama itself. But again, I think I'm saying all that, but I didn't have any problems. <laughs> I didn't have any problems with it. But I can see how it could have been, a, you know, how it, they could have done it where it would have appeased people who had issues with that. I, on the other hand, like I said, I had no problems. I liked the Yo Jung character. I really, really liked it. I even liked how at the end she, you know, was then going to be helping him with his revenge plot. And that was like their next kind of job they were going to do together. Like I liked it, but you know, that's, that's just, that's just me. But no, I'm done. I'm done talking about the glory. I promise you I'm done. But now I'm going to move on to talking about Island. And so if this is all you wanted to hear about was glory, you can go ahead and, and kind of end the episode here. But if you want to come and just listen really quickly to me talk I mean, quickly about Island. Let me let me do that, okay? Now, I, I probably won't take as much time talking about Island at all because I was able to give it um, give it its own midpoint thoughts episode where I kind of went over everything um, as far as the beginning of this or the first part of this drama. But I do want to go over briefly um, to discuss the second part of the drama, and. Before we do that, let me give you a quick synopsis in case anyone who's listening has not watched The Island. Um, let me just do that really quickly. And there, again, will be spoilers. Island tells the story of a woman named Won Miho. She's played by Yi Da-hee, who comes from a wealthy family, but then ends up getting into some trouble and has to then be sent to Jeju-do or Jeju Island to work as a teacher. The minute she arrives on the island, she starts to encounter demons who are trying to kill her um, and all those that she cares about on that island. And on the island, she also ends up receiving help from Ban, played by Kim Nang-gil, who is a human slash demon hybrid who has been raised and trained to slay demons and protect the island from the demons. 
There's also Johan, who is played by Cha Unwu, and he is a priest who performs exorcisms and is also sent to Jeju to protect Miho. And we find out the reason he is sent to protect Miho and why um, Bon ends up helping and protecting Miho is because she's actually the reincarnation of Wanjung, who happens to be in the past kind of histor- prehistorical time. She was once the savior of the island, but she was murdered um, after kind of saving the island and creating a seal to put all the demons underground. She is then murdered by Ban and Gung Tan. And Gung Tan is played by Sung Jun, who is the brother of Ban and another demon slash human hybrid. But unlike Ban, he embraces uh, who embraces his human side, Gung Tang actually wants to kill the reincarnation of Wanjung so that the demons can take over the island again and so that he can basically avenge himself and his brother Vaughn after having to experience being at a very young age um, mutated and changed to be this demon um, slash human um, hybrid person thingy. So that is basically the gist of island now let me like i said this isn't going to take me long to talk about my final thoughts on island because again i talked about my midpoint thoughts and at that midpoint i was absolutely rocking and in love with island i thought it was just what i wanted um because it was different in that it reminded me of um two of my favorite animes i mean literally two of my favorite animes and i talk about the comparison of them in my midpoints thought but i am a huge fan of blue exorcist as well as demon slayer okay isn't everyone but those are definitely just like my two like two of my favorite animes of all time and the fact that this drama had both um, of these elements combined in one i was eating it up at the beginning of this drama so by the end of part one i was quite happy with it um and i but i was very um nervous about part two because something about these part twos i i'm not always excited about their return i'm gonna be honest um so i was nervous now by the by the point it ended um part one they had did a okay job of setting up kind of this backstory like i just kind of gave you they kind of did a good job of setting that up the problem is that when we return in part two i realized a big problem i realized a really big problem and tell i'm you're gonna you're gonna laugh at me you're gonna laugh at me what it was missing this drama because it was missing something huge for me it was missing pure like true actual motivations for these characters um it was missing actual personalities of these characters it was missing their purpose <laughs> it was missing um their emotions tied to their purposes and their missions and their motivations it was missing all of it this drama island and i realized this in part two because it was at this part when we were i was expecting to connect more with all of the characters and feel more for their characters and when i wasn't <laughs> it's when I realized what was wrong with Island. Um, it is a very um, cool plot. I cannot take that away from it. I absolutely love the plot of this story. Like I said, it 
absolutely reminds me of my favorite animes. I love the setup of this drama. Everything about it was on T. However, that is all this story is to some degree. Everything they allow the characters to do is ran, hence plot-driven story, like it's because of these plots. I'm sorry, it's because of the kind of movement of the plot. They don't allow these characters to ever reveal or have a moment of sitting in what they're actually experiencing to have these um, these emotional reactions that allows me, the, the viewer, to finally understand what is really going on in their head to the point of understanding why I should care about them. It doesn't happen for any, almost like any of these characters. Like you see where it's supposed to go for each of them. You see the moment for each of them and it doesn't happen. Now, could this be another plight, uh, yet another plight of a drama that is only 12 episodes, I believe, um, trying to squeeze in a whole webcomic story and not having enough time to really do that? Yes, it absolutely could be, I believe, a great example of this. I believe that what this drama needs or needed was our time to, again, get allow us to get to know these characters so that as the plot continued to move forward, like with any good story, you are there riding along with these characters and you are wanting to see their mission succeed, right? It just just not what took place, <laughs> just not what took place. Um, unlike something like The Glory, where we definitely understood the motivations, pure as ice um, for Dong Un. We completely understood her motivations for everything that she was doing. We completely understood it. So by the point of the second part of the drama, we were ready to go along and see her through to the end um, with her mission not what happened in this situation. And again, for such a kind of intricate plot um, of demons and demon hybrids and demon slayers and exorcisms and um, reincarnation and, you know, protecting an entire island with all of these things in play, the people that are involved in this, you have to ground us with them. You have to ground us with these characters because there's just so many moving parts to the story. I mean, there was... And you can tell in part two, only six episodes out of the 12, you know, we got 12, six and, and then six. And you can just tell there was supposed to be so much more and we don't get it. We just get these major happenings. We keep getting these big moments. Um, we keep getting these kind of episodic demons of the day um, in these episodes. And it was just like, guys, guys, slow down, slow down, slow down. You're moving too fast. You're, 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 you're moving too fast and you're not explaining some things. And I'm confused. You left me back here with this, this character. It happened throughout the entire second half. I was just like, please pull it back. I don't know what, what's going on. Um, and it's not that it's confusing. It's just that they introduce something only for it to kind of be like, okay, this is what this is. Okay, this is what that thing was. Okay, this thing is over now. And it was like, well, you didn't give me any time to kind of like get to know that thing. <laughs> and I'm specifically talking about the, you know, like the demons of the day kind of thing. Um, not because 
that's not normal. And like I said, a, a, you know, one of my favorite animes, that is literally the premise of Demon Slayer. There is literally a demon of the episode. Um, but that's not the problem. The problem, let's not compare it with Demon Slayer because boy, that character development in Demon Slayer. Uh, but anyway, the, the, the thing that I was noticing with the demon of the day was that they would like introduce this demon as like, this is the type of demon it is. This demon um, makes you, you know, gets inside of you and makes you believe all these negative things about you and then convinces you to basically want to kill yourself. And I'm like, whoa, that's fascinating, right? But instead of, and then they have this like creepy, scary looking demon thing, you know, going around. But instead of it being like, a thing that the characters themselves um, learn about before they experience it or, you know, while they're experiencing it, it kind of is just like a voiceover kind of told to us, this is what this demon is doing right now. And then um, we're watching it all happen, take place. And then all of a sudden it's over. And it's, and it's just not as satisfying as I feel like it would have been had I, again, gotten a little bit more lead up to the reason why this demon was even here. Like, you know, give me a little bit more purpose behind the demon doing what he's doing. Give me a little bit more. Um, and it just is not there. And I think that also may be a fault of mine because I was comparing it to some degree subconsciously maybe to Demon Slayer and Blue Exorcist where I just think storytelling and character development is just top tier so it may have been me also doing that to um Island but it just it was but it was obvious that that's what it was missing it was missing motivations it was missing um you know the purpose and it was missing the emotions behind the actions of our characters and I mean, it was almost like they almost wasted um, <laughs> Kim Namgil at, at some point because his character, Bon, has such a, I mean, him and his brother, Gung Tong, have such a nuanced story. They're hybrid. Um, you know, they're both demons and both human. And one chooses to embrace his human side more than his demon side. And the other chooses to embrace his demon side more than his human side. However, um, at the same time, we don't actually get to see their real feelings behind why Bond has chosen to do that. We also don't get, unfortunately, more from our um, Guntan character than just his pure exaction of murder and um, terrorizing people and killing people. You, you want to see them do so much more with his character. I wanted to see them do so much more with their relationship as brothers. Like they didn't even skim the surface of that. They didn't even use that to their advantage. I mean, that is such an important part of this story that they should have been using. They don't even touch it and they don't touch it because they don't give that to their characters. They don't give them that, this kind of sadness that may come with having to leave your brother or separate from your brother because you don't, you want two separate things and you can't agree upon the, the, the purpose of your life. You know, like that is deep and heavy and they didn't even allow for that to be even realized by either of these characters and it's such a waste it's such a waste because again they're too busy trying to make sure that the plot um that they want to showcase is being shown and the, the plot was there i mean the, it, i mean all the happenings all the things that happened to these characters happened but without any of my connection to it um because i just didn't care enough for the characters and let's not even get on miho as a character because 
Miho, I don't know her. I don't know her character at all. By the end of that drama, I still don't know who Miho is. I don't get anything about her character. I don't know any of her motivations or her reasonings for anything anymore. I'm just like lost. I and I'm and I'm heartbroken that they wasted that because Miho in the beginning of the drama was so interesting to me. In part one, she was so interesting because she's this wealthy girl who gets in trouble um, and then, you know, ends up teaching, which was kind of random, I'm gonna just say that, but, you know, ends up at this kind of rundown school where she, you know, used to go to school or whatever. And she meets up with a friend there who also teaches. And there's something to her where she's like, you know, there's something very brave about her like she she kind of has this attitude about her she's not she 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 in the process of being afraid and running for her life um she still has this kind of element to like um putting herself out there because she realizes like i can't run and hide from this and so that aspect of her in part one was wonderful to see but then and the by the end by the second part her character goes into I have to learn suddenly how to, um, you know, bring forth the powers of um, Wong Jung inside of me. And that becomes her story. And it's just her standing underneath a tree, you know, doing some some random moves um, that look like she's summoning something. And it doesn't, I mean, she does that all throughout the part two until the final episode when she finally gets the gun and starts shooting demons. Um, but it was so, it was boring her character turned into such an uninteresting character she was kind of whining all over the place um it just was a waste it was a waste they had built her up pretty darn well in the first half and that's how i know this is a fault of two short of episodes for the story that they were supposed to be telling because you can tell the second half of this drama was all fast 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 get it all get get all the happenings get all the plot happenings in go 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 and not enough of actual development of the plot and development of the characters living through that plot it was just too fast it just sped through and it left me confused it left me wanting more i i mean not as in wanting move more of the drama but as in like there was more that was supposed to be happening and it was not in that second part um and then even the ending of it leaves it open to a part three and even if it does come back to a part three i think it should be a 16 20 episode drama so they can actually flesh out some of the story um but again i don't even know if i will come back for part three because um, i don't even know unless they're gonna do a good job bringing these characters to life for real this time um so honestly that's all i gotta say about island i would not recommend it after finishing part two i mean part one i highly recommended it i was super i was in it i was really in it and i was very hopeful but i also was nervous and i had every right to be nervous and i think it was the 12 episodes i really do and i but i will say the production quality is top tier oh my goodness i kept calling it hollywood production and my midpoint thoughts and boy oh boy it look i bet it will look amazing on the big screen it is just so amazing to watch um i mean amazing to look at such a great job um again i feel like they wasted a lot of our, our actors here nam gil and my baby sung june there was so much more they could have done but i will say cha Eun woo 
one of his best performances, best performances. I think he had a blast in this drama. I think he, you can tell he enjoyed this character. And so I was very happy to see him in this. And I have to say, I think this is a testament to what kind of roles he needs to be doing. Cause I think he's always in the past been, you know, in these kind of romantic leads, um, you know, and those picking those roles. And he doesn't, he doesn't, he's not a romantic lead to me. Okay. Um, he's more of a sidekick. <laughs> so sorry I love Chang Wu but I think this was a, a character he you can tell he really really enjoyed um it came off on screen very well so again I wish there was would have been more given to his character because it was so I mean he was he could tell he was so invested so I highly 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 um would recommend if you're going into this drama be wary of this aspect of the story but at the same time you know, they could fix this in a, in a part three, I think. But what is the story in part three? I don't even know. I mean, they they introduced these people in white um, and at some point in the part two, and again, it's just skipped over it to me. It, it literally just was like, what was this? Why did you throw this in here for us not to know anything more about this, this aspect of the story? A waste. Um, a waste. It was speeding through it. It really was. But okay, that's it. I have to, I have to end this episode. Oh my goodness, guys. So that is it. That is my final thoughts on The Glory and Island. I definitely have to say both of them I struggled through, but for different reasons, <laughs> for very different reasons. Um, one, the writing really did show up and do what it needed to do. And one, obviously not so much. Um, but as far as the, the production quality, like I said, Island, hands down, beautiful beautiful, beautiful. They did, I mean, all the money in the world went into that. Maybe why they ran out of, you know, time and money and resources and why they had to do only 12 episodes is probably the reason, but you know, I would take a a cut in the quality for more um, development of my characters. I'll just say that. Um, But as far as the glory, definitely a very difficult watch. I wouldn't recommend it to everyone. It is definitely one you need to be prepared and going into, at least for the first half of that drama. The second half of the drama, I got through pretty pretty well with that first half. Oh, I struggled. Oh, I struggled. Um, and there were some really disturbing parts to that story that I didn't even touch on because I don't want to talk about them again. So again, it's not one I recommend to everyone. Obviously, as long as you know going into it what you're getting yourself into, then yes, I think you will come out of it appreciating um, this drama. I absolutely believe that. <sighs> but that's it, guys. That was a long one. Thank you for sticking around. If you stuck around all the way to this point, I want to say that is all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And whether you're listening in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening, I hope you have a great day. So everyone, it's been real. Lola's off.